Hi, this is Dr. Mike Crivetti, Crivetti Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and welcome to podcast number 15. We're going to call this one, She's Back. So the story is, we have Dr. Jennifer Powers, who has just joined Crivetti Orthopedics, and she's a baby doctor. So you'd imagine the town of Las Vegas, being that we have, what, five of them? Uh, We now have six. We're just booming in baby doctors. So thank God she has arrived. So uh, Jennifer will tell you a little bit about her growing up in Las Vegas, why she left, and then we're going to give her a real hard time. We got her back, and now we're going to take care of babies. It's going to be awesome because I love babies. So Dr. Powers, uh, tell us about growing up in Vegas. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Las Vegas. I uh, went to Meadows, graduated from there, and loved it here. Um, I don't think I grew up doing all the Vegas things. Uh, Mostly preferred the outdoors. Um, But then I left and went to college in California. I came back briefly for medical school in Nevada, but was largely up in Reno. Um, And then I've been gone since that point. So I did my training in Utah and then uh, met my husband who took me out to Texas rather than bringing me back home. And after six years out there, we decided it was time to return back west. Now there's a little more to the story than that brief introduction. So she darted off to Texas, but she darted off to Texas Children's Hospital. Now if anybody knows about the Houston Medical Complex, where my daughter happened to have trained. Everybody knows about Texas children. So she's being rather humble that she practice uh, in such an amazing place. Uh, And uh, thank goodness we were able to steal her out of there. But something happens when you have babies of your own. For example, you have a little boy and then you have twin little girls. And guess where her parents are? Aha, uh-huh. being a grandfather myself, <laughs> her parents are here in Vegas. So where do we get her? So I assume that coming back here was an easy choice? I was a very easy choice. And what were the really, really fun things or things you really enjoyed in pediatrics in Texas? What was the best part of your practice? Uh, Five years, by the way. So the best part of my practice was definitely the niche that I had made for Club Feet. Um, I was taking care of club feet babies from up to 10 hours away, uh, seeing them weekly. And in general, that's probably one of my favorite pieces of my practice, just because I meet these little babies when they're 7 to 10 days old, and I get to take care of them until they're walking and headed off to high school. Now, let's go back to that for a second. 7 to 10 days old. They have club feet, right? So there's a little bit of deformity there. You don't like to use the word, but there's a little deformity there. Obviously, parents are just borderline hysterical over this, right? And you're gonna and you put the babies in casts, and they make cast stuff that small. Uh, they do. They make cast stuff that is one inch thick, or even some of it we actually cut in half for some of the tiny babies. Okay, this is going to be the cutest yeah. thing ever. That Crivetti Orthopedics is going to be putting <laughs> half inch casts on little babies running around the office because, again, you all know how much I love babies. So what other, especially, so club feet, right? Because, my goodness, is there, tell me about club feet in town. Like, is there, will this be like the center for club feet? My hope is that someday this will be the center for club feet. I know that there has historically been a few providers taking care of it. I do know that a lot of them have currently been being sent to the Shriners in Los Angeles or even further away. 
Um, so my hope is to keep these little babies here in town and make things easier for families because part of the thing with club foot treatment is it's a huge time commitment to the parents as well. They see me weekly for the first few months and then uh, every few months after that once they're in their braces. And so for these families to have to pack up their little one and drive out of state is a huge, uh, a huge deal on top of having a newborn. I can remember when I did uh, in uh, Dayton Children's, I did my pediatric rotation. I loved it and uh, was taking care of those little, and we had, you know, Clubfoot Clinic. I used to always get in trouble because I put the cast on and spend the other 10 minutes playing with the kid. And so always getting yelled at by my attendants, hey, we got to move on to the next because there's surprisingly how many kids, like we're in a town of 3 million, what is the incidence or how often do we see club feet? You know, I don't actually know the true incidence um, because it was a huge part of my practice in Texas. So you saw tons I of them. saw tons of it. Um, I don't think it's that common. I feel like it's about one in a thousand. But, uh, but think about that. We're three million. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's here in town. And I obviously am not seeing it in my practice, but somebody's seeing a heck of a lot of it. Right. And hopefully now we're going to be able to pinch those little babies here soon for sure. That is definitely the fa my favorite part of the practice, just because of the relationships you build with the parents. And like I said, getting to see them when they're so teeny tiny and doing something that truly is going to impact their life uh, for the long term. And do, do they ever have surgery? Like, or is that kind of rare? So it's definitely rare. Uh, club feet used to be treated with surgery. And what we found is that those feet get stiff and they don't do as well. So we went back to the original methods where we cast. And then after a few weeks of casting, most babies go on to require a small procedure that we actually do in the office where you cut their Achilles tendon just to let their foot come to a better position. Um, in babies who are uh, at that point about two to three months old, the Achilles actually grows back completely. Um, Say one? Yeah. That's so really awesome. We cut it in its entirety, but it grows back completely and uh, doesn't cause and do these kids, do these, these little babies, and they get to be one and two and three, I know every parent sitting out there is going, are they going to run? I, they're going to run, they're going to play sports. The only thing that I do tell parents is that for babies that have only one club foot instead of two, they often have a size difference and you may have to buy different size shoes. Uh, the circumference of their calf might be a little bit smaller, but probably mom is the only one who's going to notice that. Being the slowest football player to ever probably run in college, I guarantee one of these club foot kids probably has ran past me probably. On, on several different occasions uh, in my career. So we did club feet, so I'm really intrigued by all this baby stuff, right? So what, and then you also do baby hip Correct. surgery, because if any parent out there talks about taking their baby to that one-year check, I remember it's the one-year check, because I took my babies and my grandbabies, and you take them, and that's where you notice this orthopedic thing with their hips, right? So now you're looking at this one-year-old cute as a bean, and you end up getting an x-ray or something, and you fix these hips. What's the most common thing you see? Uh, so the most common thing is a hip that is in the socket, but the socket hasn't developed totally normal. That's what you're likely going to find at a year. The hope is that for any of these abnormal hips, so that we're actually picking them up at six weeks to two months old, um, on that the pediatricians are screening them at every visit. Wow. Um, and often they'll show up in my clinic as early as six weeks. 
okay, that's a really, really little hip. It at is. six weeks, and you immediately take an X-ray. Uh, we don't. We actually get an ultrasound. Ultrasound at that X-ray. age to limit the amount of radiation. That's all right. Everybody, just know I, I, I am an orthopedic surgeon. Okay, I just haven't been a baby one for a while. Okay, I'm the hip and knee guy and the old and the older people. Okay, so I'm learning a little bit as we go here. Okay, so you ultrasound those hips, and then you put you in, like, like I can't imagine like my grandson like I got him in a brace or like what am I going to do? Yeah, so if well, you put his diaper on real kind of two diapers on right? Oh no! Come on! Not How anymore! Far back? Got it. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a grandfather. I'm, I'm getting old. So, wh- so what do you, we uh, don't recommend double diapering anymore. Uh, what we do is we put them in a harness. The harness has straps that allow them to kick and dynamically kind of put their hips back in the socket. Um, so those are the cool harnesses we just bought? Those are the cool harnesses we just bought. Oh, they are cool. And they're yeah. very, also very cute, I might add. I had uh, a family tie-dye one of them, actually. Yes. Well, well and here at Crebetti Orthopedics Feel Safe, that once your kid gets injured, we have every color of cast material <laughs> ever made. So regardless of the holiday, we, we got it here because we're ready. Because uh, we know about uh, monkey bars here in, uh, in, in Vegas. So what do you think the most common thing we're going to treat here at Crebetti Ortho? You're the pediatric queen. What are we going to treat mostly here at the office? What do you think? Uh, probably wrist and forearm fractures. Those are probably yeah. the most common thing we see from either falling off the monkey bars or on a trampoline, um, any sort of sports. And that's what I thought, too. I thought it would be those. It is the cast. Like, all joking it aside, it is the casting that we're going to do. It is, definitely. Because one thing that makes pediatrics different than adults is we use casts a lot more frequently. Um, because kids have a growth plate, and the growth plate is generally pretty forgiving, um, things can be treated in a cast and let them remodel, whereas in an adult, that doesn't work. Okay, I've seen some x-rays from some of my friends, and their kids fell off of something, and they sent it. It's kind of bent up, and the, the doctor says, oh, no, it'll, it'll fix okay. itself. I'm just like, oh, what? Right? I'm like, that's going to just... And sure enough, right there, six months later, and you can't even tell where the break was. Correct. So. I actually, uh, in the last six months or a year, we worked on compiling a whole bunch of x-rays into a book uh, so that we can show it to parents in clinic that shows if your kid's wrist looks like this and they're about four or five years old, here's six-month follow-up that says it's going to be just fine. Okay, you're turning out to be way cooler than I thought, <laughs> so kind of really glad we brought her uh, here So what age do you take care of kids up to? When you say you're a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, where does that cut off that our partners like Dr. Vera, like Dr. Penninger, they start getting involved in some of that sports care? Because I know you do some young sports surgeries as well. So some of it depends on the pathology. Um, Generally speaking, pediatric orthopedics covers 0 to 18 years of age. Depending on where you are and what you treat, um, the upper limit of that may be actually more. Uh, kids with uh, kids with things like cerebral palsy, for instance, there's never been a very great transition to the adult community. So if there are pediatric hospitals that will still allow those patients to be treated there, a lot of times the pediatric providers will continue to take care of them. God, I used to love this. Cerebral palsy kids are just the sweetest humans. They are, and so are their parents, usually. Yeah. They get so much joy out of everything that happens to them. It's so special. And with all that stuff that we want to keep here in Vegas, right? So everything seems to be leading on the pediatric side. Do you think that's just a pure volume? Like we just don't have enough doctors to take care of our kids, which are 300,000 strong here in the Valley? 
I think it's a handful of things. Um, I think some of it is that we don't have enough pediatric orthopedics to take care of them. I do think that some of it is also the need for pediatric subspecialists um, because a lot of times the things that I take care of come with kids who are highly affected by other things. And so you need really a multidisciplinary approach, which I think has been historically lacking in this city. Yeah, and hopefully that will start to continue to draw that because my last question as we get this, (laughs) what do you think about you and I building a pediatric hospital? I think that would be amazing. Yes, my dream here. (laughs) Just to see all those babies in one spot. Yes, but uh, I think it's a huge need for this community. Well, I hope you all help me welcome Dr. Jennifer Powers. We sure are happy to have her. And you all are going to be real lucky to have her over the next 50 years. (laughs) We can get her to work that long. So thank you very much, Dr. Powers. You're awesome. Uh, Look forward to working with you. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm excited to be part of Crevetti Ortho now. Right on.